This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Napa know-how. Keeping it simple is usually a good thing. And when it comes to rewards programs, keeping it simple is always a good thing. That's why we made the Napa Rewards program effortless. All you need is your phone number to start saving on the parts and tools you need. Then we automatically give you $5 off your next purchase for every 100 you spend. So start saving today with Napa Rewards. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Blog Talk Radio. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Queen Center Radio. I am MC Boy, I'm joined by Tony the Soccer Dad, and our buddy House is out drinking somewhere out in Maine tonight, but he will be joining us in about 30 minutes or so once he finds out where he actually is and, and realizes that he needs to call in. Um, so that, that is going to happen there. Uh, but Sir and the Soccer Dad, um, here's what's going on. Really crazy, crazy day in free agency today, okay? And I don't know about you, but my Twitter timeline was absolutely blowing up from the minute I woke up today until, yeah, about, completely an exploded. Hour, until about an hour ago where we uh, kind of slowed down a little bit. And a lot of deals were getting leaked out very early today. And, you know, that is just the nature of free agency in the NFL. That's what happened. And then at 4 o'clock, we saw a few more deals. I think the biggest surprise of the day for me, um, of course, is the Houston Texans trading Brock Osweiler to the Cleveland Browns. And I put out a really cheap tweet out uh, to get some easy retweets. And I did get some easy retweets. And I'm not not going to hide behind it. It is a shameless attempt to get easy retweets. And it absolutely happened. Um, Over 100 (laughs) retweets and over 200 likes or something like that. But, uh, you know, on the surface, it's like, Wow. But when you really look at it, it's like, what a genius move by the Cleveland Browns. I mean, this is a team that has over $100 million in cap space. This is a team that has way more money than it can possibly spend this year. So what they basically did was spend $16 million for a second-round pick. And to me, that is absolutely genius. I mean, the Cleveland Browns are absolutely stacked in this draft and in the 2018 draft as well. Uh, They got two first-round picks. They have two second-round picks. And let me just go through the rest of their uh, value that they have going on. So the first round, they have the number one overall pick. They have the number 12 because of the draft uh, last uh, uh, draft day trade with the Eagles last year. Second round, number 33, which is basically the first in the second round, of course, and number 52. Third round, they have one pick. Fourth round, they have three fifth round picks, two sixth round picks, and no seventh round picks. That is a total of two, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Okay, 2018. Same thing. First round, one pick, three second round picks, 
One pick in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth, two in the sixth, one in the seventh. Now, of course, you can have as many draft picks as you want, but the real key is what do you do with those draft picks? We saw the Browns make some questionable decisions last year with, with their draft picks, and obviously things still need to hold on and hold out for that. But uh, see how they see how they go on. But I think that was the biggest surprise for me today because really nobody saw that coming. For you, certain the soccer dad, uh, what was your biggest surprise? That was definitely up there. From a Miami Dolphins perspective, and this is not a negative surprise, but a positive surprise is to have Rashad Jones back on a contract extension. Wasn't expecting to hear that this yes. early. Thought that might take a little time to get that done. Yep. But great news to have him back in the fold, and it just seems like this culture is coming together really quickly. Now, speaking of Rashad Jones and contract extensions, I will give you guys a inside scoop right now for everyone who's listening. Jarvis Landry, okay, please expect a deal to be done with him once the dust from free agency settles. And as we go into uh, training camp in the regular season, they are expected, the Dolphins are expected to get a deal done with Jarvis Landry and lock him up for years to come. So that's a little inside scoop. I have not tweeted that out, uh, but that is a little inside scoop for all of you uh, listening to Finsider Radio right now. So feel free to tweet it out. Feel free to credit me. I will retweet you, and then you can get some cheap followers that way. Uh, so that's what we do around here. We, we look for, and I know that's what Sutton does. Sutton texts me in the morning and says, I just piggyback please. on your guys' success. <laughs> he says, Matt, please retweet my tweet so I can get some followers. And I make him beg and I make him, I make him plead for it. And, and that's that. Uh, but some other Dolphins news before we really get into the details of free agency, they, uh, I saw Abdul Kuda, some really bad, terrible news coming out of Miami with him. Of course, that neck injury he suffered during a game last year, that is going to end his NFL career, which is obviously very sad. Yeah. The dude was just balling out last year with Rashad Jones in that secondary, and that is a big loss for the Dolphins and opens up a lot of another hole for the defense. And you're looking at the remaining free agents. I mean, there's really not anybody left. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you got Bradley McDougald, the safety from the Buccaneers. He was 26. Uh, I'm looking at Jarrett's bird, though, from the Saints who was released um, this off season. So, uh, you know, it's, it's tough. I know, I know the Dolphins wanted to look at defensive end in the draft in the early rounds, but they might be forced to take someone like Jabril Peppers, Peppers in the first round. Of course, they got Jabril Sheard coming in tonight for a visit uh, with the Dolphins, and he's at the facility right now. If everything goes well, he should become a Dolphin by the end of the day tomorrow, if not tonight. Uh, so these day, visits are two days long. So he'll, he'll probably eat dinner tonight with the Dolphins, the brass, and the coaches. And then tomorrow morning, just wrap things up and hopefully leave with a contract and a member of the Miami Dolphins. He is a versatile and durable defensive end, pass-rushing defensive end. He has only missed about six or seven games. I think it's seven games in the past six years. So that is extremely impressive. He had about five sacks last year and eight sacks the year before. So he, he puts up decent numbers and with that rotation with Branch, Wake, uh, would be sheared and then poss- probably a draft pick. You know, that is a nice-looking rotation that you have going on there. Um, we're going to talk to Max Himmelrich in about four minutes, who's going to have more details on that for us and, and break down his tape. And, of course, Anthony Fasano signing, re-signing with the Dolphins, not re-signing in the sense that he was with the Dolphins, but years ago he was with the Dolphins. Uh, he was released when the new regime took over, and he's back with Miami, a pure blocking tight end with nice athleticism. So that is good to see there. Of course, Kenny Stills re-signing last night with the Miami Dolphins. 
big, big news and good price for Kenny Stills as well. Andre Branch resigning with Miami and, of course, John Denny, everyone's favorite Miami Dolphin player. Uh, so where do we go from here? We're looking at Ted Larson signing the guard from Chicago. Not a very good player at all. He is uh, hopefully not going to be a starter, hopefully only for depth purposes, because if he is a starter on this offensive line, that spells big trouble. Because, like I said, he is not very good. Dolphins are looking at other guards, underwhelming guards, no big names. They're going to look at some, someone at draft as well, possibly Bushrod to come back. Uh, they're looking at, um, <laughs> at the linebacker position, uh, Zach Brown. They're trying to arrange a visit with him, but I've been told there's a under-the-radar, out-of-left-field guy that could be coming in soon. We just don't know who it is. I haven't been given any names, so we'll look to that to happen as well. Uh, so, and anything on, on your end in terms of what you liked from the Dolphins yesterday and today? Um, just one other minor storyline that Lawrence Timmons from the Steelers is supposedly going to be coming in for a visit tomorrow, so we'll see what happens with that as well. Man, there's just yeah. so much to talk about. I think we should just get straight to it, MC Money. All right. Well, we have one caller on the line. We're going to bring him on. Uh, let's see who it is. Welcome to Finsider Radio. What's your name? What's your question? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a caller. I, I've oh, been, I've been told Matt. by Matt to call in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we forgot about the king the of Dolphins' Twitter. We have Max Himmelrich, uh, president of Dolphins' Twitter, calling in on the Direct TV hotline powered by AT&T through the TV power grid. I am the absolute worst. <laughs> Max giving us a call early today, uh, chiming in. You know, I saw your number pop up about five minutes ago, and I thought there's no way that's Max yet. And I usually have your number saved up on my screen. Uh, but, Max, welcome to Finsider Radio. You probably heard us talking there just a bit. Uh, first, before yep. we get into the tape of the film about Jabril Sheard and, and Lawrence Timmons and, of course, John Denny, uh, what was your biggest surprise today in free agency that you saw? Oh, geez. I mean, well, the Dion Sims contract is very surprising to me that just yep. uh, got out. So that, I mean, that, I don't know. Um, I didn't hear you guys go through it in the rundown, but if, you know, people hadn't heard. Bears just signed Deion Sims three years, 18 million with 10 million guaranteed. So yeah. that shows you. And at that point, the Anthony Pisano signing is great, but you know, most surprising thing. I love what the Browns did today. I absolutely love it. I think that you look at this movement of teams saying we have enough money to take on the salary cap hit and get a draft pick. The Browns bought a draft pick today. I was actually talking yeah. to someone about it. Yesterday, someone and I were having like a pretty long conversation about what that would look like if teams were able to convert money into draft picks, and the Browns basically just did it. You know, a ton of credit to Jimmy Haslam for shelling out $16 million or $18 million or whatever it is for a second-round draft pick. And, I mean, that's huge for Cleveland. You know, they're in the Jimmy Garoppolo pursuit, and as draft day gets closer, the pa- I mean, like, if the Patriots are going to say no to the 12th overall pick and a – you know, slew of second rounders and third rounders. I don't see how they can say no to that because they capitalize on the picks so well. And they need those rookie wage scale contracts because they have so many talented players. But that blew my mind, and I hope it becomes a thing going forward. I hope it becomes a bigger trend of, you know, incentivizing these teams to take on bad contracts, release players. And then maybe if it happens for enough years, the NFL will institute a buyout, which would be really interesting. So I think it's, you know, any – and this was also – a really cool ratio today of excitement of free agents to excitement of the day. There aren't that many great names out there. The only guy who I classified as like a must have, you need to get your hands on free agent was Calais Campbell. 
And he went early in the day. Mm. It was still an insane yes. day. So it was a great, great day. You know, it was an awesome day to be a football fan. It was just fun. Yeah, you know? it was a great day. I mean, I stopped working basically at like 2.30, 2.45. I said, I'm Matt, not going to try to work. stop working at noon, though. So <laughs> like, that's pretty good for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are right. You know, I, I said, you know, I'm not going to try to keep up with this anymore. You texted me way too much. You texted text me <laughs> and a few other people that were in group chats with way too much to be working. Yeah, you are absolutely right. But uh, Jabril shared work visiting the Dolphins right now. Uh, maybe a deal gets wrapped tonight. Jabal, is it Jabal? Jabal, thank Jabal. you. Jabal shared uh, and it's visiting not, the and Dolphins. I believe it's actually shed. I believe the R is silent. Is it shed? Interestingly, yeah, I, I, I don't have, Jabal I don't have shed. pronunciation on him. Okay. So, I believe you know, that it's Jabal shed, but uh, 93 from New England is a hell of the a more, player. I mean, the more you know. Yes. What do you have on him? What You watch some tape on him. You put some stuff up. What do you have for us? Yeah, I was hitting tape on him a little bit earlier. He's really impressive. I mean, you know, first of all, anyone who's coming out of Bill Belichick's defense is smart. You know they've got it above the shoulders because they've got to be able to understand that defense and play in it. You know, people identify the Patriots with Tom Brady in the offense. That defense is what Bill Belichick does, and he's incredible at it. And that front, I saw on multiple snaps, I saw him drop back into coverage. I saw him defend two passes in one game against, I think it was the Rams. Granted, Jared Goff is terrible, but he's an athletic freak. I mean, you watch him do it, and you just, like, picture a guy at the combine doing the vertical jump. I mean, he is really athletic. He's got great get-off at the line of scrimmage, and he's got a really outstanding motor. I mean, the guy... The guy plays start. It's a staple in New England. You know, you don't you don't get on the field if you don't if you aren't willing to play the entire snap. But I mean, he's an impressive guy. I was actually thinking about it today, and it's very possible that I think Shed right now, Shed right now is a better player than Olivier Vernon was as entering free agency last year. And I would be more excited to see him on the team for three four years than I was about Olivier Vernon before Vernon showed what he can do in New York. So if you're the Dolphins, do you, you lock this guy up tonight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you look at the defensive end market, I, I definitely lock him up tonight. I'm much, much, much more cer- certain with him yep. in terms of a guy you want on your team than I am with Lawrence Timmons. I think okay. Timmons doesn't really upgrade Miami that much. He's another hmm. body. Mm-hmm. which helps a bit, and it helps you get Kiko Alonso to a more natural position. But Timmons is another liability in coverage. So you're still not solving the coverage issue. But at the end of the day, if you bring in Shed, that solves the coverage issue because your pass rush is so good. I mean, having him off the edge, I don't, I don't know any way, unless they pay something exorbitant for him, I don't know anything that I would complain. I don't know any way I would complain about bringing him in. Hey, Max. Congratulations on Denny getting re-signed. I know that's got to be a oh, big boost for your the Dolphins. Oh, for your God, confidence it there. It was great. <laughs> He's going to beat out that other no-name in training camp. It won't be a problem. He'll start a long snapper for another 15 years. <laughs> but, hey, um, on the flip side of that, you know, we we have the Abdul Kudus injury. Yeah. Done, done for his career. Absolutely tragic news, and we think feel terrible. We think I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there that he's done for his career because I don't know that that's. I know that he's done in Miami, and it's very sad, and it's a long road. But you know, these guys, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily rule out career. Career in Miami, yes. That's that's fair. That's fair. 
But what what do we do at safety now? It seems like a kind of a hole that we didn't really anticipate getting into the off season. So yeah, and MC Money question. was saying earlier in the show that the the free agent market's a little bit thin at the position. So yeah. do we go with Michael Thomas or do we try to do something in the draft with this position? I think, you know, I'm not familiar enough with the second, third round guys, but based on what Mike Mayock was saying during combine coverage, there are a lot of guys that are tweeners between, you know, nickel corners and safeties. And I think those guys could be available in the second or third round. I'm personally not on the Jabril Peppers train, not as a player. I think he's going to be an outstanding player in the NFL. I just think that his ceiling is Rashad Jones. So for me, you'd just be drafting another guy who you hope turns into a player you already have. The Dolphins really need a range of your safety who's going to be able to play coverage deep. Yeah. And if you're looking for that need, then a converted corner is kind of perfect. So I think, you know, if they drafted one of those guys who tested well at the combine, who is a tweener between a corner and a safety, I think that would be a good call. And there's so much depth at defensive back. I wouldn't rule it out, you know, at the later end of day two with that first compensatory pick. Or, you know, the other interesting possibility is if a guy like Jamal Adams or Malik Hooker starts to fall in the first round and all Miami's got to do is jump up five, six spots to grab him, those compensatory picks for the first time in NFL history are tradable. They've never been tradable before. So if the Dolphins wanted to give up one of these compensatory picks or pick next year, you know Tannenbaum likes to trade. And at the end of the day, if they could stack the secondary with guys like that, I mean, you know, I, I personally value corners over safety as do most people, but a prospect like Hooker or Adams, if you get a chance at them, you got to go for it. So Hooker, that's interesting. Cause I know a lot of people are high on him and some are saying that those two actually might be better than uh, Jabril Peppers. What are your thoughts on that? As a pure safety, like in terms of coverage, I think they're both yeah. better than Peppers, right. but you know, if you're starting your defense now, the way things are trending in the NFL, I love what Jabril Peppers brings to the table. I mean, the dude, the dude tests great athletically, and he passes the eye test in terms of film. If you can do that much on that team at Michigan, coached by uh, Jim Harbaugh, that's a demanding system, and that's a demanding place. And by all accounts that I've heard from everyone, he blows you away in interviews. I mean, off the field, in the locker room, the guy's as good as it gets. I, I'm really high on Jabril Peppers, but the Dolphins already have Rashad Jones. So, you know, there are yeah. very few teams in the NFL that I wouldn't advocate. You know, the Seahawks are fine at safety. The Dolphins are fine at safety. The Cardinals are fine at safety. Uh, the Chiefs are fine at safety. Outside of teams like that, almost anyone could upgrade with Jabril Peppers. But the Dolphins have one of the best run-stopping safeties in the NFL, you guys will recall in 2015, Rashad Jones was the Dolphins' best linebacker. So, I mean, it's uh, – any other team, I would say Jabril Peppers is a great call, but I think for the Dolphins to justify taking a safety in the first round, it would have to be Hooker or Adams. Okay. So, we talked about – you know, we talked about the impact that, Sh- that Shear can have on, on film, and, and you mentioned that you're not a huge fan of Timmons but it seems likely that once he gets to Miami, the Dolphins will be signing him. Uh, what, from what you've seen on film with Timmons, you know, what, what's the one mm-hmm. thing that stands out in a positive manner, and what's the one thing that stands out in a negative manner? In a positive manner, 
he's um he's stout. I mean, he's a big built dude who's going to stay in the middle of that defense. He's twice Kiko Alonso's size at the end of the day, and he plays it. So, I mean, that's a real positive, that you have a true thumper in the middle of your defense who on third and two teams are not going to run at him. You know, he's, he's been in the NFL for a long time, and dealers really put him in a tough spot. If I were him, I'm not re-signing with Pittsburgh for that reason. I watched their game against New England today, their first game, not the playoff game. There were four straight snaps where Pittsburgh's defense had him one-on-one with Julian Edelman. If you put an inside linebacker at Timmons age one-on-one with Julian Edelman, you are going to lose. You are going to lose (laughs) that football game every time. And, I mean, I think Edelman ripped off four catches for 50 yards on those, like, next six plays. So, I mean, at the end of the day, they're asking some tough stuff of him. In Miami, the hope would be that you bring him in as a guy to really just use to stop the run. And I think that was kind of, for me, that's kind of the common thread throughout free agency for Miami right now. You know, they brought Andre Branch back for the one thing he does well, that rotation on the defensive line. They brought Fasano in for the one thing that he does well. They brought back Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills does a lot of things well, but he stretches the field. The Dolphins are checking the boxes for what they need, knowing that these guys are going to be able to bring them something. Timmons brings run-stopping. Problem, like I mentioned, he can't play coverage. You know, he's yeah. aged at this point. He, he, even when he was younger, he wasn't good in coverage. Now he's athletically unable to play in coverage and just not necessarily the best guy in that spot. So that's the wor- that would be the worst part of the hypothetical signing is that you're not filling the coverage need, but you are helping a bit in the run game. Matt, you touched on it just uh, – sorry, Max. You, you touched on it just a second ago, and you were talking about bringing Fasano in, his strength, and he's – you know, the number one run blocker per PFF and top four oh. as a pass blocker. What what do you think – do you think it affects the offensive evolution at all um, going from Sims to Fasano, and how do you see the, the snaps playing out between Julius Thomas and Anthony Fasano? I think it's a huge upgrade over Deion Sims at this point, especially price considering. You look at Deion Sims, and Adam Gase clearly didn't have a ton of trust in Deion Sims as a receiver because guys like um, Marquise Gray and um, Dominique Jones were getting time. Those dudes wouldn't be getting time in most situations. But in Miami, they're getting time because Adam Gase didn't want to throw Deion Sims in those receiving situations, clearly. So I love the Fasano signing because what I saw in Tennessee is that they shifted him all over the place. I mean, he was blocking from everywhere. And I tweeted out some gifs. He did some incredible things. The Tennessee Titans wouldn't have won their home game against the Broncos had it not been for Anthony Fasano. Fasano single-handedly took on some of the Broncos' best players on the league's best defense and won. There was a snap against the Raiders where Fasano completely blocks Khalil Mack into the dirt. Khalil Mack, one-on-one. The biggest problem for me with Fasano will be... Uh, the transparency on offense. You know, when you bring him in, are you definitely going to the run? And I don't even think that will be that big of an issue because, to be honest, I saw Tennessee do it really well where basically there were a lot of plays where um, Fasano would go out and play action and catch the ball because no one was covering him. And so I think in the red zone, he's going to be quite a weapon. And, you know, at the end of the day, you can't overstate how much chemistry means. 
example, Kenny Stills versus Mike Wallace. So, and Fasano's got a great relationship. I know that Anthony Fasano's wife is good friends with Lauren Tannehill, and um, Ryan and Anthony Fasano were good friends when Anthony Fasano was in Miami for Ryan Tannehill's rookie year. So there's a lot of history there. And um, I, I'm impressed that the team got that done and um, made that decision. It's a really good sign. All right. That is Max Himmelrich, president of Dolphins Twitter, uh, at Himmelrich NFL, the deep end Miami.com. Max, if you're not following him on Twitter, you need to right now load up your phone, load up your desktop, and hit that follow button. Max is one of the best out there. Tons of GIFs, tons of articles, tons of words. Tons of inside info that you will not get anywhere else. So please give him a call, uh, not a call, but a follow. Max, thank you for joining us yeah, on Inside Radio <laughs> for the second time this week. We really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, take care. Max. All right, Max, with great stuff as always. And our phone lines are jammed to the core. We've had several people on hold. We're going to bring in our next guy right here. Welcome to Finsider Radio. What is your name? What is your question? Uh, it's Kai, and I don't have a question. As always, I basically only have a statement. All right. But um, in terms of the free agency thing, I think a lot of Dolphins fans definitely aren't used to the fact that we didn't go splurge money on a bunch of free agents. But I think a lot of us are, or at least a lot of new Dolphin fans as well, are kind of like a little bit happy at the fact that we didn't break the bank for a lot of guys. I know the one person who still isn't signed yet is Dante Hightower. But who knows where that could really go. DeAndre Levy was released, so that could be a possibility, although he has yep. health issues. Uh, yep. In terms of Lawrence Timmons, I think he's getting up there in age, obviously. I think right now he's 30, and he turns 31 uh, in May. He does produce in the run game, so that could be good. I think Jabal Sheard or Jabal Shed, or however you say his last name, I don't think you let him go tonight. I think you don't let him leave Davy, don't let him leave Florida at all, period, Miami in general, anything, uh, without a contract signed. And really the whole basis of this is I think that the Dolphins are finally realizing that you don't need to spurge on free agency to get a bunch of guys uh, who can produce. And I think it's good that we were able to re-sign our own. Uh, I think the branch deal of only being $17.5 over three years is great. And then Kenny's taking the hometown discount. Rashad getting re-signed. I think everything's finally falling in place for the Dolphins. You are absolutely great. Uh, I'm sorry. You are absolutely right with uh, your, your point of re-signing their own. And that has been a long time coming. And listen, I know people, you know, may say, well, why are they re-signing their own? Listen, this was a playoff team last year without their starting quarterback for the last few weeks of the season. This was a playoff team with a broken-down defense. This was a playoff team who started off 1-4. and four. This was a playoff team who looked absolutely lost in the beginning of the season. This is a playoff team that got beat by the Pittsburgh Steelers, a very good team, but it's a playoff team, nonetheless, that can take that next step with a few little tweaks here and there. So it is absolutely the right move to bring back their players uh, in free agency this year, and hopefully that continues to build out a few players here and there, fill in the holes, draft the rest. And, uh, Kai, great, great point, and thank you for leading me into that little rant about how I, I really think, like you think, it is a fantastic thing. We appreciate you calling the Finsider Radio. We will talk to you again next week on Tuesday. Let's bring in our next caller. What is your name? What is your question? Uh, this is Dolphin Sam for life. Christoph, my boy, what's going on, sunshine? What you got? This one's for certain. 
Um, I have uh, two questions and a statement real quick. Um, the statement is I don't see why everybody's so surprised that we're kind of sticking to our guns um, and really being sensible about the signings because we did so last year. People will look at Mario Williams and everybody else saying that we broke the bank for him, but Mario Williams was a cut that we could make and get cat back. Um, Jordan Cameron, the restructure, we cut him, get Cap back. And if you really look at all our big-time signings, I mean, Issa Abdul-Kaduz, it's a shame what happened to him, but we can cut him, get Cap back. You know, these really weren't as break-the-bank signings as everybody was making them out to be as of last year. Um my two questions are, um, given all of the transitions with the tight ends, you know, New England, um, they traded for Dwayne Allen. Um, we got Julius Thomas and Anthony Fazano, and I'm really not sure what the Bills, you know, the Bills have Clay, and I don't remember who else, and the Jets have whoever they have. But how would you rank the AFC East? as far as two tight end cents go now with all the transitions that we saw. So and the that second is all, question. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The second question real quick is Cleveland is set to kind of make a push for the Jimmy G trade. Got what it. does that mean for us? And what? You know, the standard is on. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll take this one, Christoph. Thanks for calling, bro. So, in terms of your first question, AFC East, tight end groups, I think you still have to always consider New England number one, just the way that they use their tight ends on a consistent basis. And, uh, you know, it's just an execution and scheme sort of thing. But I believe that we have possibly the most night and day tight end group that you can have with Julius Thomas and what his skill set is and Anthony Sana and what his skill set is. So it's a very complimentary tight end group. So personally, I, I don't care where we would be ranked in, in the NFL. We have a very versatile tight end group now, and including Marquise Gray. He made some plays last year for us as well. So I think we're gonna ha- we're gonna be excited about this tight end group and what they can do. All right, thank now, you the, again. The other, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, he he had a he had a question about the whole Garoppolo trade thing. I, let it play out. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know that New England is necessarily willing to get rid of him right now. So, yeah, just let that play yeah. out. All right. Uh, thank you, Christoph, for calling into Finside Radio. We appreciate it, as always. And joining us right now is our resident co-host, Joshua Houtzauer. And Houts is drunk somewhere in Maine, laying with the moose uh, in, in the fields. Houts, where are you? What are you doing? Or do you need help? Uh, what's going uh, on here, buddy? I, I don't need help. I'm pretty sure I'm in a Hilton hotel. I, I got some warm farts, and I'm just trying to join you guys talking Dolphins football right now. Okay, total total, total disclaimer for Houts. Uh, he has been drinking quite a bit today, so if, if you hear anything yeah. that you shouldn't be hearing, uh, don't blame it on us. Blame it on him. We do yeah, have another caller. Yeah, oh, we shit. do have another okay. caller, and Houts, Houts, this one's going to be for you, okay? 
815-312. Who are you? What is your name? And what do you got for us? What is your question? My name's Keith. And, uh, hi, Keith. I'm, hey, how you doing? I've been a fan since the 70s. Um, All right. One concern I have is the offensive line. We lost Albert. And, the, you know, I this the signing we just made, like you said, he's, he's basically a backup. And we don't have enough draft picks to, to hit the, the offensive line, both positions, two guard positions. We need to concentrate on defense. Even if you pick up one guard, you're still left with garbage at the other guard. I, I really felt they should have gone after one of the better uh, – free agent guards. That was one signing I thought they needed to make. All right, Keith, we appreciate you calling. We're going to put you on mute while Houts answers this question for you. And I have a little input as well in terms of what Gates is thinking there. But Houts, go ahead and answer his question. Yeah, I mean, the, obviously the Dolphins didn't go after one of the prolific guards in free agency, but I do think they're going to sign someone. I, I know we did earlier today as a more of a backup role, but I think the Dolphins will find someone in free agency, and they're definitely going to look towards someone in the draft. You mentioned with them draft picks to spend, but you know in a seventh-round pick, the Dolphins have plenty of draft picks, and guard is definitely a position the team will be looking at. Uh, again, J.J. is the best, one of the best players on offense. This team needs to solidify that offensive line, so he has someone to run behind, and, and that's where I stand. I think the Dolphins have no problem finding someone in free agency, and they'll do that. Yeah, and, and Keith, let me just follow up on that. I know you're still on mute because that's what we do with our callers. Uh, you're a first-time caller, so we get the question, we put you on mute, we let you stay on the line so you can hear what we're saying. Uh, but another thing that Gase is thinking, you know, Gase is a really offensive guru, and he saw the Patriots spend less than $1 million on their guards this season, and they had great success. Obviously, when you got Tom Brady, it makes a hell of a difference, but uh, that's what Gase wants to do. He doesn't want to uh, put a ton of money in, in the offensive guard position they actually don't want to put a ton of money at the, at the uh, defensive line either. They want to draft those guys, and they want to put the big money in the skill positions, the ones who can make impact and game-changing plays throughout the game. So you're looking at your defensive ends, you're looking at your left tackle, right uh, – not not right tackle, left tackle. You're looking at your quarterback, your running backs, your wide receivers, and your linebackers. Linebackers. And your cornerbacks, yeah. okay? So you're not really looking at the guard position of the center or the defensive tackles and so forth in terms of spending the huge money. And I know you could say, well, Dominic and Sue's there, but listen – and Dominic and Sue was signed before Adam Gase came. I think the Dolphins will write out his contract and then see, wave him goodbye uh, once it's over with. But that is a new philosophy in Miami. You will not see the offensive guards uh, be re-signed uh, to big contracts in Miami. Keith, thank you for calling. If you're not following us on Twitter, please do so. At Finsider Radio, if you are following me on Twitter, give me a little tweet right now so I can follow you back and give you a little shout-out, okay? Thank you for calling. All right, so House, uh, I asked Sutton at the top of the show, before we get to our live thread on thefinsider.com, uh, if, if you haven't called in, if you want to call in, if you just want to talk to us and say hi, 347-326-9461. Again, 347-326-9461. Uh, Houts, I asked son at the top of the show, what was his biggest surprise, and what is your biggest surprise to free agency today? For, for me, I mean, I, we knew Rashad Jones was going to get a contract, but, I mean, it was wonderful to see that come through on my phone. I mean, he might be the best player on defense for me, one of the best safeties in the NFL, definitely a difference maker. And I think, I mean, as long as he's healthy, uh, we keep talking about the linebacker position, Rashad Jones, what he brings. And when he, when he drops that down into the box, I mean, he's a factor. So, I mean, for me, seeing Rashad Jones get that contract extension, it's something we wanted to see, uh, something we all hoped to see. But to see it happen, we just see the Dolphins continuously this season anyway 
they're just paying their own, and that's that's what you want to see a franchise do. Yeah, no, and like I said, I don't know if you were on the phone yet, but no, that's absolutely the right way. They were a playoff team last year. When you're a playoff team and you get to the playoffs like they did, uh, you just tweak things here and there, and then that's exactly hey, what they're doing. Exactly. Yeah. I okay. Mean, as much start, as I want to see yeah. Hightower sign, but there, there's just, I mean, realistically, you, you sign Rashad Jones, you continue to give these players contracts, and they're trying to reach an extension with Kiko Alonso. I mean, that's the right way to go about. I mean, Dante Hightower, great player, but the Dolphins are doing things right, and I'm I'm happy to be a Dolphins fan right now. All right, we're going to bring in our next caller. Who are you? What is your name? What is your question? Welcome to Finsider Radio. Hi, my name is Reggie. Uh, thank you Hi, for Reggie. taking me. Absolutely. How are you uh, doing tonight, Reggie? I'm doing great. I'm really excited. Uh, I live in Atlanta, uh, but uh, I love the Dolphins, and I've been listening to All you right. guys for months, and I, could just, I just couldn't wait to get on the air. But, um, but the question is, I think uh, somebody mentioned the, the offensive line. I think that's the that's the sexy group now with Dallas and Oakland yeah. investing heavily. Uh, we have a really good situation with the with the running backs. I heard somebody say that we're going to go cheap with the guards. Um, that was me. Yeah. I know we're doing so. I know we're we're doing some good moves with <laughs> signing people, but I, I'm telling you, like don't don't let the Vikings happen to us next year. The, the next next schedule next year's schedule is going to be very difficult. We're already yeah. losing a one home game by going to London. I think we should try to uh, invest in the offensive line. But other than that, I love you guys, and I'll, I'll, I'll be quiet and listen. All right, Reggie, we appreciate you calling. And, yeah, man, I mean, I hear what you're saying, but that is just a new way in Miami that they're doing. Uh, they're, they're spending the money elsewhere. They're not going to invest a ton at the offensive guard position. Please do expect them to draft a guard in this coming draft to compete for a starting position. The Ted Larson deal, yep. which is not official, but it is reported, he is, He's a depth guy. I said at the top of the show, if he is starting, it's bad news for the Dolphins. But the system that Gase is running, Reggie, that's just the way that it's going to be. Uh, they're not going to invest a ton at the offensive guard. Reggie, thank you for calling. Please give me a shout-out on Twitter so I can see who you are and give you a follow back. All right, that was Reggie. Uh, we don't know if that was Reggie Miller or not. Uh, maybe it was. Um, so so how – I, I know you're still, you're still excited about Dante Hightower. Uh, I tweeted out early this morning when I woke up that I said the Dolphins are still very much in play. Within an hour and an hour and a half, two hours, I got more information that said the Dolphins were still in play, but the Titans were in a lead. However, his price did rise throughout the day due to multiple bidders. He has not signed the contract yet. I know he is giving the chance for New England to match his contract as well, but them giving the huge contract to Stephen Gilmore might create an issue there. But how I know for you, what is your take on Dante Hightower, the Dolphins have Lawrence Simmons coming in tomorrow. They're meeting with Jamal Sheard tonight. Uh, they're trying to set up a visit with Zach Brown. You looking at the, the Dolphins from the cynical sense point of view, and by the way, how it's great time yesterday eating wings and drinking beer uh, with, with you Absolutely. and your wife. Um, but we'll continue. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, do you think what the Dolphins are doing right now is a leverage ploy to get Dante Hightower to bring his price down? Or do you think they have truly moved on from Hightower? I mean, it's hard to say. And, and like you said, you'd probably know better than I would. I don't know that Hightower was ever a realistic option for the Dolphins. I do think he's probably one of the best free agent middle linebackers, if not the best on the market. I mean, yeah. I thought what he would do for this Dolphins defense would do wonders for him. But, I mean, for me, like you said, they're bringing in Zach Brown, Lawrence Timmons tomorrow. I do like Jabal Sheard. I mean, for me, it, it's hard to say whether it's just a leverage ploy or if they actually moved on. 
I mean, like you said, Dante Hightower has yet to sign elsewhere. So, I mean, until that happens, the dream still lives on. But I, I do think he's going to get that big contract. I unfortunately do think it's going to be in New England. But, uh, yes, yeah, I guess for me, I, I'd say the Dolphins have probably moved on. They probably realized with the Rashad Jones extension, the offensive linemen they signed, and the pieces that they're trying to bring in, whether it's Ball Sheard or uh, Lawrence Timmons, I, I think they moved on and realized that the defense will be okay, even if they don't land a big name like Dante Hightower. All right, and let's bring in our next caller, 408-665. Who are you, what is your name, and what is your question? Hey, uh, my name is Angel. I'm a longtime Dolphins fan from California. Um, My question is, um, I feel like uh, there's been a lot of talk about the guards, linebackers, defensive end, and maybe even uh, defensive tackle uh, position, but not a lot of talk about the safety position across from Rashad Jones. Um, Do you guys think that if we somewhat neglect that position um, and sign a cheap option, do you think that we'll be fine on the safety um, position? All right, Angel, thank you for calling in. I know you're a first-time caller, so we do appreciate it. Please give me a shout-out on Twitter. I will follow you back and give you a nice little retweet. I'm going to hand this over to our uh, defensive guru, Certain the Soccer Dad. And Certain, what, what, is, what is your response to Angel's question? Well, we talked about that earlier in the show with Max, and, you know, it, it just seems that we need more of a center fielder type. We know what Rashad Jones is going to do and what his skill set is and the reason that he got a contract extension today. So what Max was saying earlier was we're either going to look for a cornerback safety hybrid maybe on day two uh, to fill that niche or as I suggested earlier maybe going with a stopgap like Michael Thomas um, and, and see how that goes. There will be some competition there but the free agent market at free safety is pretty thin. So I think we're going to have to go with an in-house solution or we're going to have to look to the draft. All right, Angel, thank you for calling. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Please give us a call back again next week when we're back on the air. Take care. Have a great night. Again, give me a shout-out on Twitter so I can say hi. All right. um, And what do we have going on in the last one? I know it's a lot lot going on right now. We got record number of callers tonight. We got record number of people in the last one. We got record number of people talking to us on Twitter. Uh, We're just pretty popular tonight. Uh, so what do we got going on on the live thread? Any questions that we have not addressed yet? Yeah, so here's someone we haven't talked about in a while. Is Dion Jordan still with us? Is he even in our plans? Inquiring minds love to know. And then I have another quick question that I'll throw to you as soon as I answer this one. So Dion Jordan yeah. is still with us. He's still under contract with us. He's going to get about $3 million. So there is a possibility that, the Dolphins just give up on him and release him. There's also the contingency that $3 million is really cheap for a defensive end who might actually do something. So it's a uh, completely 50-50 proposition to see what happens with Deion Jordan, and it's really going to be up to him. You know, I've seen Twitter pictures of him working out really hard in Alcatraz, but I haven't seen anything on the field, so it's it's pretty tough to resolve as a jaded Dolphins fan. So we're just going to have to see what happens there, but there is a potential that he's released. Um, Matt, you had touched on this earlier in the show with some of your precious inside info. Landry contract was still signed for four years, $8 million per year, and guaranteed $20 million. How will Landry's contract end up looking similar or much higher? And that's from Wild Fins 10. 
Uh, Landry's contract is going to be higher than Stills, but I think you're going to see more in the Alshon Jeffrey range that Alshon Jeffrey just got from the Eagles with the $14 million. So you look at Kenny Stills got $20 million guaranteed. You're probably looking at Landry getting 25 to $30 million guaranteed, maybe a little more. But in terms of maybe I would say about 12 to uh, $13 million per year would be my guess for Landry. Maybe a little less and when you're talking about no income tax and then staying with the team culture. But Landry is going to get a very nice contract, and I can tell you the Dolphins are certainly working on that. Before we go to our next caller, Sutton, do you have anything else in the uh, live thread that we still need to answer? Yeah, we have one more, and there's this is a question from Redwood. And he said, if, even if we sign Shed, if we do, and keeping Branch enough, or is there more out there for us to go after? And he's talking, obviously, about the defensive end position. And you had mentioned earlier in the show that we're still considering going defensive end early in the draft. So it would seem like if we even invest in Shed, that we're going draft pick after that. I don't think there's any other option out there. It's still possible. You know, we'll see how the draft plays out. You never know what's going to happen. I always point now in the last year with Laramie Tunsil. You never know what's going to happen. All right. The Dolphins had no plans to draft a left tackle, obviously. In the first round, they were looking at cornerback and linebacker. And then that happened. And that changed their entire draft strategy. All right. Let's bring our next caller. He is from Fall River, Massachusetts. Who are you? What is your name? And what is your question? How this question is for you? Hey, what's up, guys? It's Steve here in uh, Mass, you know, behind enemy lines in Patriotville over here. Yeah, I'm in Connecticut, <laughs> so I know how it is. <laughs> Actually, I just had a couple. Uh, I just had a couple quick points. Um, I really like how they're taking care of their own right now. I think it's kind of changing the culture a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's definitely a step in the right direction. You know, Rashad Jones is really happy, saying that they kept their word, uh, getting him paid a, a second contract. Uh, second free agent contract. Um, and I kind of hope free agency this year, they kind of go more kind of like the Patriot style with like the second tier guys, like how the Pats signed uh, Chris Long and uh, Jabal Sheard a couple years back, Alan Branch, you know, these mid-market guys. Instead of always putting all the big money, you know, for like Indomitian and Sue, Mike Wallace, I just feel like the roster was really thin at the end of the year last year with the injuries. And I really hope that they distribute that money to make it a deeper team that won't get demolished by injuries and then just choke. <laughs> Was that, yeah, Steve, that, was that it? Yeah, that's pretty much all I got. All right, Steve. Thank you for calling up Insider Radio. We're going to put you on mute while House responds to your statements. House, uh, uh, what do you got for, for Steve there? Yeah, I mean, Steve, I, I think you make some great points. I think we saw today that the Dolphins aren't going to put that uh, high price tag on some of these big-name free agents. I mean, I, as much as I want to see Dante Hightower sign, it looks like the Dolphins might go elsewhere. And you mentioned Jabal Sheard is a, one of them second-tier players that the Dolphins definitely seem interested in. Uh, Lawrence Timmons, I mean, I know he's above the age of 30, but, I mean, he's very successful as an inside linebacker, and I think he's going to really help out this defense. So, I mean, just like you said, Dolphins are taking care of their own, and it's something great to see, and then they're going to plug and play these, uh, I guess what you would call second-tier free agents, and I, I think that's the right way to go. I think the Dolphins have built this. I mean, it, although it's been one year, Adam Gates built this winning franchise, and uh, players want to play here, and they're they're bringing in these second tier guys that are just going to plug and play. And I like the, the direction this franchise is going. All right, Steve, thank you for calling us Insider Radio. We appreciate you being a first time caller. Give me a shout out on Twitter. I'll give you a nice little follow back. All right, uh, that was Steve, and that was of course another first time caller. A lot of first time callers tonight, and we are really appreciative of your enthusiasm with free agency. 
damn, free agency is one of the most exciting times in the NFL. For teams like the Packers, who don't do anything, I, I don't know how you guys live. Uh, you probably you live, of course, <laughs> in January when your team is about to make the Super Bowl, you know? But, uh, yeah, but at this time of the year, it's fun, man. It is fun. Certain. How, how does Twitter feel with free agency? How fun is that? Dude, it was incredible. The last couple of days, just getting responses from beat reporters and getting my stuff retweeted by Miami Dolphins players. So it's already been a wild ride, and there's so much more to come. So it's, uh, yeah, free. I, I can't. I I can't wait till the Twitter timelines on on draft day. I mean, that's going to be insane. Yeah. No. Yeah. Draft day is amazing and. Sometimes what we'll do here is uh, maybe have a draft day show on the third day, but we'll, we'll see how that plays out. We do have another yeah, caller on the line. Go ahead. I was just going to say, or maybe you guys will come to Philly like you said you would. You know, I mean, 200,000 people are going to be there, but House will, be, House will hopefully yeah, be there. And, uh, you guys got a place to stay. I got plenty of beer. So, I mean, yeah, the invitation's open. Listen, I am all for it. I just need to ask my wife. That is all. Yeah. Well, you have room for four that. children there. <laughs> we'll just Skype. We'll just Skype. I, I do, actually. I, I have room for four children, but, I mean, your wife's not going to let you drag four children four or five hours to Pennsylvania. So. Not a chance in hell. Skype, not a chance in hell. Skype and do, like, a Finsider radio. Sounds good. All right. We have another caller on the line. We're going to bring him in in just a second. Uh, but how we, we met up yesterday at Jay Timothy's in Plainville, Connecticut, and it was one hell of a dinner. I mean, we had we had a good time, right? Did you have a good time? Yeah, absolutely. And we just kept refreshing our phones, trying to see if fucking Kenny Stills deal go down, and it finally did. I think we were both excited. We both ate way too many wings. I think you were two beers deep, so you were pretty much <laughs> on death row. So, I mean, it was a good time. We, we barely finished, uh, what, 35 wings between three of us. And, yeah. yeah, man, just kept refreshing our phones, buffalo wing sauce all over our phones, and, it was just an awesome time, so uh, thank you for having my wife and I. Yeah, no problem. All right, let's bring on our next caller. He is from Miami. Who are you? What is your name? And what is your question? Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Can you hear us? Yes. Uh, I was just thinking about. Um, What's your name? That left guard. My name is Josh. Josh, you are yes. Welcome. Yeah, well, I was thinking about the the left guard from the that the Chargers let go. I was thinking about if he's going to be available. I mean, do you think maybe the Dolphins will bring him in? I think it's Fluker or something like that. I don't know. Fluker. And yeah, yeah. And what about Chris Long himself? What about him? Is he? Did somebody pick him up, or what's going on with that? All right, Josh. I'll put you on. Yeah, Josh, I'm going to put you on mute. Thank you for calling in for the first-time caller. Give me a shout-out on Twitter. All right, here's the thing. I think You may have missed it at the top of the show and in the middle of the show, but I, I don't see the Dolphins spending money on offensive guards. I think Fluker is, while, you know, towards the downward spiral of his career, I would say. Well, not really. He's only 25 years old, but he has played uh, for quite a while. Um, but I think he's going to command a nice little contract because he is he is a pretty decent player. And I don't think the Dolphins are willing to invest in that. But, again, who knows? We'll have to see how that plays out. And, of course, with uh, Chris Long, I think Chris Long is looking to get paid. I don't think he's really what the Dolphins are looking for. I have not heard Chris Long in any conversations that I've had with people. 
in terms of what the Dolphins are looking at there. They're really focusing in on Jabal Sheard and trying to get him locked up. Then they're going to look at the draft in the first one or two rounds for the draft defensive end, and that's what they're going to do there. Joshua, thank you again for calling. Give me a shout-out on Twitter. I'll give you a nice little follow-back, and we can talk there some more. All right, um, where are we at? I have said that the Dolphins are trying to get Jabal Sheard locked up. We're going to look at the linebacker position at the next few days and see what the Dolphins plan to do there. I know they do want to do something. Um, but if you guys had to predict who our starting middle linebacker is when the first game of the season uh, happens, Sutton, who is our starting middle linebacker? Is it a free agent or is it Kiko Alonso or is it a rookie draft pick? I'm going to have to go with Kiko Alonso. All right. And uh, how about you? Yeah. I mean, for me, until until the dream is dead, I'm just going to go with Dante Hightower. I mean, I know it's, it's very it's very uh, unlikely it happens. But for me, I'm, I mean, he hasn't signed up in New England. He hasn't signed elsewhere. Who knows what the Dolphins might do overnight. So let's just go out on a limb and say Dante Hightower is going to be the starting middle linebacker. <laughs> that is your outside. dream. That is your dream, yes, man. Make, that is your make the defense dream. great again. Make the All right, we have we have we have one question on Twitter from Tsunami. Why do we still have Misi? That is a great question. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see what the Dolphins do there. Uh, I think they're just trying to lock up. Honestly, they're trying to lock up Timmons and some other linebackers there before they actually release Misi. Because if he's healthy, he's not a bad player. All right, here are your top remaining uh, free agents, in my opinion. You got Dante Hightower. You got Logan Ryan. You got the Atari Poe, you got Terrell Pryor, Eddie Lacy, TJ Lang, Jonathan Hankins. Um, lots of good players out there still. I think the Dolphins are really trying to shore up their defense, trying to get things moving in the right direction there. Defensive end, linebacker, cornerback. Uh, like I said, not a lot of safeties out there. We're going to have to see what they do with that. But uh, interesting and exciting times for the Miami Dolphins these past few days. And again, moving forward. Sutton, before we head off the air for the night, do you have anything else to add? No, just want to thank all the callers tonight. It was nice to be a part of that. I had a lot of fun. This has been one of my favorite shows that we've we've had, just to have all the different opinions come in and all the different debate we got into tonight. It's been fun. All right. And Houts, before you go, drink some more beer. you have anything else to add? I will. Uh... I hope the Dolphins sign Dante Hightower. I'm, I'm just happy that certain favorite show is the one that I couldn't make and that all these callers had to call <laughs> in just to, just to fill my role. You know? I, mean, I, know, I know I'm that third co-host. I know I'm kind of mediocre, but, I mean, to have all these callers call in and try to fill that role left behind by me as I eat dinner with my wife and friends, I mean, that's great. And, and again, certain thanks. I'm glad, I'm glad this was your favorite show. I'm glad you're part of uh, yeah. free on Twitter because we've been telling you to get Twitter for a long time. You neglected to listen to us and you're starting to realize it's it's a whole new world and it's it's fucking wonderful. <laughs> oh Jesus, stop it. Alright, so House just texted me a picture of the hallway in his hotel room. I'm pretty sure House is laying down in the hallway right now doing this podcast. I'm just pacing House, back you... and forth. I'm just pacing House, back are and you forth. in the hallway? I, I... Yeah, I'm in the hallway. I keep pacing back and forth. I, I mean... My, maybe the listeners don't want to hear it. I keep farting, and since I'm drinking these hoppy IPAs, they smell right. god awful. House needs to house needs to go. All right, for for Sutton and Sucker Dad and House the Drunk, I am MC Money. Thank you for tuning into this special Finsider Radio Free Agency Edition. Talk to us on Twitter. We'll have more information there, and we'll see you on Tuesday.
Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function.